defense attorney, Arthur Idala. Good morning, Artie. What's going on, brother? You know, I, I, we're like six months apart, so the music that you play, like, I think I have in my house in Long Island, I think I have the Roxy Music album. <laughs> of course you do. I'm not joking. I think I had that album. Of course you do. It's Talk, great. Talking Heads. I saw them in concert. I'm in love with them. Uh, you know, the music, your bumper music is spectacular, number one. Number two. You know, let me stop you for a second. You know how many people tell me that they're like, Sid, you're the best interviewer next to Howard Stern ever. I swear to God, I hear that almost every day. Your guests are great. We love the topics, the sports, the politics. But your music is good enough to listen every morning. So when you say that, it makes me happy because clearly the listeners out there really appreciate that. And me and Lou do take the time and thought with the songs that we play every morning. So thank you. No, no, it's, it's definitely uh, it's definitely part of the program, and especially what you do, what you just did. You're like, let it roll a little bit. Let it roll a little bit. I, I, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, the other thing I just want to let you know, and I know you're going to think I'm a little bit of nuts for doing this, but about 10 years ago, because I remember my son Luca was pretty small, I was invited to a break the fast meal, right, to break the fast dip. And I'm thinking – I can't go to a break-the-fast meal if I've eaten all day long. So for the past decade on Yom Kippur, I don't eat. I do the whole fasting thing myself. I ate a meal with my family. I finished at 7 o'clock on Sunday night, and uh, I didn't eat a morsel of food until almost 8 o'clock last night. And you know what? Everybody should do that once in a while because I think it makes you appreciate uh, the way we live our lives. That you can eat anytime you want, drink anytime. Now, I did not – I didn't do the whole I don't brush my teeth Right. I don't drink any water yeah, thing. Sure. Right. Yeah, I, but, you know, I, it was, yeah. no, it was I good. No, I know, I know, I know this is true uh, because Arthur sent me a text Saturday uh, wishing me an easy fast and a happy holiday. And he said, just so you know, just like you, I'm going to fast. So I knew you did this even before, so Artie's not lying. So as a Jew, we appreciate uh, you doing that with us. And look, you know, Italians and Jews were the same. Well, well you, know what, you know what Batiscalco says? Same corporation, different division. <laughs> they got, he goes, they got breakfast. After that, they fall apart. <laughs> He's right about that. The great Good Sebastian Maniscalco. So what was it that, uh, that uh, Curtis said on Friday, which really ticked you off? Well, look, I, uh, Curtis is going to wind up in the Radio Hall of Fame, right? His whole theater of the mind and all of that stuff. And you know his shtick. And it's funny and it's entertaining, et cetera, et cetera. But there's that line. There's that line that you don't cross when you start telling, like, outright lies and when you start really impugning people's reputations. And what you just did in the last segment, uh, which is what you should do, is you corrected. You know, Frank Morano is, is very rarely wrong. And I say that with all sincerity. The guy is really smart dude. Um, but maybe he was wrong about the Social Security checks going out. And you do that as a uh, as a service to your listeners because people want to know the truth. And when Curtis comes on and he just says, like, just blatant, outright lies, you know, I was like, you know, I'm not going to let him just say that. Like, bundling, I mean, that, that bothered me. He's like, oh, I dollars out there bundling. But bundling means it's kind of like you go door to door and you're collecting money and the people don't know the candidate. They don't fill out the forms appropriately. You know, what Curtis said was true. Like, if, if you're going to be a bundler, there's certain ways to do that, and, and you have to do it properly. I, there was no bundling going on. I invited people. They came. They met the mayor. There's a form there. They filled out the form. They made the payment. I never touched anyone else's money. 
I will tell you this, just to put your mind at ease about how um, how much they're following all the rules. There was one person who I invited who came, and he gave his check, and he said, I have another check from my mother-in-law. And it was like a nice check. It was like a $500 check. And the young woman who worked for Eric Adams' campaign, she said, no, I'm sorry. I can't accept it. Um, I need your mother-in-law either to be here or she's got to fill out the form, and I need her original signature on the form. So the guy said, okay, and he took the form. He put it in his pocket. On the form says where to mail the check, and he, he did it the right way. So they were like – all this horse malarkey, number one, about me bundling is BS. Number two, in, in, within my law firm – see the thing that Curtis doesn't realize. You know, there's this thing called evidence. All of these donations are going to get put – are going to be filed with the city uh, board of elections, right, or the campaign finance board. No one in my law firm gave $2,100, which is the maximum, except me. Not one person. I didn't ask anyone to give money. All I did was I said, look, I think you guys should be here to meet the mayor. It wasn't really a hard ask. You know, Eric, he's very affable. He's very gregarious. He speaks very well. It's a fun – and it was a party. You know, I did have some food and drink there. So um, I know one partner gave 500 bucks. I know another partner gave 200 bucks or 250 bucks, and one associate gave money. I think for my whole law firm, there was four or five people that gave out of 25 people. So when Curtis comes on and says, I put the arm on everyone, I handed them $25,000, it's just all a lie. And then at the very end, as Eric was leaving, one of my partners wrote out a check for $1,000. And another one, female, said to me, I can't believe you made him give money. You know, he's a Republican. I go, I didn't make him give anything. I go, he did that after he heard Eric speak. And I said, come over here. And I, I had them confront each other. And he said, no, Arthur didn't ask me. She goes, but you're a Republican. And he said, yeah, but I like Eric Adams. I think, of, I, I, I think he's doing the best he can, and I wanted to support the guy, especially after I heard him speak. So Curtis is just telling. And then he says someone came downstairs and spoke to him. That's all BS because everyone in my office, we hung out until like 9 o'clock at night hanging out in the building because you know, I had food and drink and whatever. So it's just like one lie after another lie after another lie. And Curtis and I have been on vacation together. Curtis and I hang out. He was at my 50th birthday party. And was, we had dinner at L&B Spumoni Gardens with, with Mayor Giuliani not that long ago and Dershowitz. You know, I just at some point I'm like, okay, I got I to gotta tell everyone who, that, that literally – Thousands and thousands of people that listen to your show, like sometimes you got to call BS on someone's shtick, even though it may be funny and entertaining, et cetera, et cetera. All right, fair enough, and uh, you just did it. Now, the last 60 seconds, uh, uh, obviously you had a conversation with Eric about me. We had not talked. I didn't realize this. Eric told me, the mayor, that it was uh, August 1st. No, he told me. August 1st. Yeah. He looked at his phone. He goes, don't tell me I haven't returned Sid's call or Sid's mail. He goes, well, we haven't gotten in touch since August 1st. Right, but, but, but what he didn't tell you was that uh, he did say in that final text on August the 1st, you're going to hear from me and or Fabian Levy in the next couple of days because he want to come back on. Now it's almost five weeks later. I never heard from either one of them. So whatever you said to him, you did, uh, I guess, um, compel him or motivate him to send me a text. He sent me a very long text. And he wasn't very happy. He sent me a much nicer text yesterday. So it does look like the mayor will make his return to this show this week. In fact, he will, uh, probably Thursday yeah. or Friday. Uh, no surprise to you, I know. But um, I know you were there when, when, you, when you mentioned me, and I was just well, curious no, I, was, what his I, face I, looked was, like. For the record, I, it was more than mentioning you, dude. Like, we spoke about you. It wasn't like, hey, what about Sid? It was like, 
I go, dude, what are you doing with Sid? I go, you really need the guy with the number one show in the whole country, like beating you up every day. And he's like, I goes, look, Sid's got issues with being, you know, but we conversed about it. Um, look, this is what I'm going to tell you, Sydney. You know, you don't need to be sucked down the, the Curtis Sliwa rabbit hole when it comes to Eric Adams. Justice Scalia. Of, oh, the other thing he said that was BS is I never had a fundraiser for Bill de Blasio. Did I write him a check? Yeah, I know Bill de Blasio since 1989, but I never had a fundraiser for him. But here's the bottom line. Justice Scalia, of all the politicians, he's the guy who I was the closest to. His best friend on the court was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There's books written about it, okay? They could not have been any more opposite. I mean, you know, the way you say, I think Eric's doing a bad job. Scalia was not exactly very impressed with her ideology. Um, and he, his famous quote is, I don't dislike people. I dislike bad ideas. And a lot of good people have bad ideas. Yet the two of them and their families spent every New Year's Eve together, went on vacation together. So my point is, you and Eric could be best buddies, and you could tell him, Eric, I think you're screwing this up. I think you messed that up. I think you need to do this better. I would change this. Uh, you know, go with the constructive criticism. Go to Rikers Island, Eric. Do this. Change that. Blah, 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 blah. But in my opinion, for the sake of New Yorkers, you and the mayor of the city of New York, whoever it is, having an open dialogue, and you could bring him on the airways and let and cross-examine him. You're doing a service to everyone who listens to your show, and obviously that means you're doing a service to yourself. I agree, and that's why I maintain that relationship. I like him. I like him anyway, but I, I did maintain that relationship for a long time because I felt two ways. First of all, it's good to have a somewhat conservative – I'm, I'm liberal socially – but a, a, a somewhat conservative voice in his ear – and uh, I felt like I was speaking on behalf of my listeners and these folks in New York that feel that way. And certainly with the migrant issue right now, the illegals, uh, I think Eric needs to hear from somebody else besides uh, the yes people that he surrounds himself with every day. Not that you're one of them, Artie. You're great. I love you. Thank you very much for coming on this morning. Great appearance. We'll do it again soon, buddy. Thank you so much. All right. God bless. Thanks. Take care. That's defense attorney Arthur Idala.